Hi everybody, welcome back to The Little Green Pasture. Well, I'm here alone today, and I say that because lately I've been doing so many Koinonia hours, which have been wonderful. But today I'm here alone, and I want to share something with you that I know the teacher, the Holy Spirit, shared with me. You know, lately, when I say lately, probably more Probably in the last month, I've just been really focusing on laying down everything that I've learned and known. And and though I keep it in my heart, you know, I treasure it up in my heart. There's something more. There's something else, and I'm sensing it. And there comes a time in once in a while in your life and mine and every one of our lives, no matter what part of the road you're on, you're going to sense there's something more. There's something else. And that means it's time to grow. And that is the Lord's way of letting you know by, by touching your heart and the sensing inside of you that there's something more. And so I've been really looking back at certain biographies I've read of people that I've loved and learned from um, that are in heaven now. And even people that I've couple people that I've seen and are in heaven now that, you know, I've, I've seen their life. This is including those that are in heaven and the people that I've known in life is that in their younger life, there's always growing. There's always stretching. There's all of that, but there comes a day and it seems to be that I'm experiencing this like higher part of the mountain and and i'm aware of it and so what i've seen in the biographies is something always happens to each one of those people's lives where it happens to them maybe it's an illness that lays them out in bed for the rest of their life maybe it's i don't know it could be so many different things but something happens where the Lord takes them again into a new place to learn. You know, I always tell the Lord when I, when I read the word, I said, Lord, I can't teach myself. I can read your word, but you have to teach it to me. And I've been aware of some real changes within myself. And I think many of you who are my age and much older than me, you can attest to that your own self, that there's something in you that you know is changing. And one thing I know is, is uh, the Holy Spirit, he's referred to as the teacher, among other things, and that he will take what is from the Lord's and he will show it to you. And so I've been asking him, Lord, I just lay everything down that I've known and I know there's more. And it's like, I'm look, everything is behind me, but I'm looking before me and I'm looking upwards and, and I'm seeing, in a sense, not with these eyes, but heaven. And knowing that heaven is drawing nearer um, for the mere fact that we're at the end of time and that I'm getting older, that heaven seems to be in view to me more often these days and in ways I never thought of before. And uh, so as I was asking him, Lord, read your word back to me, read your word back to me. um, He was pretty quick in doing that. Um, that's just my own human way, you know, and the Holy Spirit was right there. He was right there. And I feel like I'm reading the word under a greater light. 
and uh, I'm going to share something with you today that he showed me. And before I get started, I want to invite the presence of the Holy Spirit and I want to invite Jesus in here. I want to invite Jesus into your room, into your car. And uh, I don't wherever you're at, wherever you're listening, I'm going to invite Jesus and I'm, and I'm going to pray this prayer. And I just ask you to open up your heart to the Lord. Um, let him pour in life to you today. Let him speak to your heart. Don't, don't listen to my voice. Let your spirit man listen to his voice. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you. And I want to thank you, Lord, for the wonderful privilege, Lord, to be able, Lord God, to sit here in this little humble room, in this little humble desk, in this little humble laptop, Lord. Lord, in this person, Lord, of myself that you purchased. Lord, that I can say a few words about you that you gave me for from you and through you and back to you, Lord God, are all things. And to God be the glory forever and ever. Amen. And I pray that this word that I'm going to speak, Lord, you know, Lord, I am completely imperfect. I, I find myself sometimes stuttering through things. I sometimes lose track of things I say. I praise the Lord God that I am imperfect. I thank you, Lord God, that you're perfect. And I pray that your grace would be upon the hearers. Open up the hearts. Let your presence come in right now. Let your presence, Lord, come into every household that's listening to this. Let your presence, Lord, fill the temple, which is the bodies of people that have made you king, made you their Lord and Savior. Lord, that you would fill up your their temple, that you would fill up wherever it is. Let your presence surround them. Even, Lord God, if they're in public and they're listening to this, Lord, let your presence be great and mighty and thick around them. Blot out, Lord God, the noise of this world. Shut and stifle out, Lord God, the works of the enemy around them that would try, Lord God, to dissuade them from hearing or to, to distract them, Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, I pray and I request for your presence, Lord God, in this mercy and in your mercy, reveal yourself to everybody, Lord God. And in this word that this imperfect person is going to do her best to try, Lord God, with the help of the teacher, your Holy Spirit. Lord, magnify yourself in this message to the praise of your glory and grace. I ask you to move out in front of me. And I, Lord God, will follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. So today I was, uh, I was in Psalm 22. And I came across the words in Psalm 22 that says, and this has to do with this part of his cru Jesus' crucifixion. And I stopped on one part. And as I was going to go, keep going, you know that tug of the Holy Spirit where you go, wait a minute, let me go back. And, and then you read it and then you feel that tug again. That's when I know it's like a Geiger counter. You know what I mean? Like treasure hunters, they use the meter and it goes ding, 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 ding. You're right. There's some precious metal under the sand. And, you know, in the word it does say in um, Deuteronomy, it says that he hides treasures in the sand. And, uh, and so I, I detected that there was something there that he wanted to, sh to speak to me about. And so I saw that word in Psalm 22, 
14. He says, and David is saying this, and maybe he himself, obviously he himself is experiencing something awful, just awful. And yet the Holy Spirit, by an inspiration, he was writing of him, of the Holy Spirit. And he writes these words, and they're a direct prophecy to what Jesus himself would be saying a thousand plus years later. I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bells. And as I was going to keep going, immediately I began to hear the words within myself. And I heard these words and I wrote it down just as I heard it. It is more descriptive to say, my heart is melted, rather than the common norm of, he died from a broken heart. No, it is far more deeper and a greater thing to have a melted heart than a broken one. A broken one can be mended. A melted one flows down, away, never to be regathered again. Then I thought about what it said in Isaiah 53, 12, where it says, for he poured out his soul unto death. And I wrote in my notes as I was being inspired by the Holy Spirit. This was all inspired, what I wrote. Anything that melts pours out. His blood poured out. His life poured out and down. His melted heart poured down for you and me. Now, Lord, melt my heart for you. Melt it down. Let it run down for you. Let me pour out my soul in me like yours for us. And let me teach others to do so. Let this be my call. And, you know, he says, he starts out saying, I'm poured out like water. And, you know, but when he talks about his heart being poured out like water he says i am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint you know i thought more and more on this i thought you know i've heard throughout my life and even as a young christian it's like well he died from a broken heart it's like no you know i feel like i'm standing on a mountaintop now in my older age and i i am definitely sure in my own self and this is just my own heart that i'm sharing with you today um but I'm certain in my heart that it was that, no, Jesus did not die from a broken heart. He died. He died. Uh, he, he was, his blood was flowing out. He died from his injuries. He died from loss of blood. And then he gave up the ghost. He was his heart broken in a sense. Absolutely. He was alone. We know the whole thing that happened to him. He talks about it. Many bulls have compassed me about strong bulls of Bashan have set me round about. And he goes on. They gaped upon me with their mouths as a ravening and a roaring water, a roaring lion. Then he says, I am poured out like water, you know, and then when it says that 
in, in Isaiah 53, 12, therefore will I divide him a portion with the great and he shall devoid the spoil with the strong because he hath poured out his soul unto death and he was numbered with the transgressors and he bare the sin of many and made transgression for the intercessors. But I want to focus on he hath poured out his soul unto death. And, you know, there is a a pouring out of ourselves, right? We talk about, you know, even David says, um, when I thought to know this, you know, it was too, too hard for me. He talks about different places about how we poured out his soul unto God. And I never thought about it. You know, when we think about pouring out the soul, it says, for he hath poured out his soul. Well, the soul is in the, in the life. The life is in the blood. And when he talks about his, Jesus says, my heart is like wax melted within in the midst of my bowels something was happening in his heart that is far greater and greater and greater than i can even put words to that i was receiving today from the holy spirit i can feel it i'm not saying i'm hearing an audible voice i don't need to hear an audible voice i know what i was understanding by the spirit of understanding that it's not enough to have a broken heart. We can have a broken heart. I have had a broken heart. You have had a broken heart. And there is people that have had shattered hearts. But there is something about a melted heart. When your heart is melted, Jesus is, it's far more different than being broken. When it is melted, when his heart was melted in him and he said it was melting and anything melts, doesn't take shape anymore it doesn't it's it's just it becomes liquid and it runs down and i think about his blood running down i think about how he said i poured out like water and he's seeing his own self as a vessel he's pouring out his soul he's pouring out his life he's pouring out his blood he's melted his heart his heart is melted within him he's in some place that you and i will never know he stands alone and stands unique but there's something for you and me today and i knew by the inspiration of the holy spirit today that he was saying to me in my heart it's not enough to say lord i am a broken vessel lord break break me break me make me broken no more am I going to ask the Lord to make me a broken vessel. I already know I'm a broken vessel, but there's something out inside that's deeper. That's so much deeper where I said, Lord, I pray you melt my heart like wax. And I felt that that was very strong in my spirit, very strong, strong that I knew it was from him. And it wasn't just like, oh, that was interesting. It's like, no, I know that was of him. And I said to him in my heart, Lord, I'm going to pray now that you melt my heart like wax. That I, Lord God, will minister unto you. That I will worship you. And you know, doesn't it come down to that? You know, I think of that scripture in Isaiah 50, I mean, in um, in Psalm 97, 5. It says the, the, the hills. The other translations say mountains. I kind of like that transit, that translation, the mountains. The mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of all the earth. 
There's something about his presence that melts. I don't want a broken heart. I want a melted heart. I want to pour out my soul in me unto the Lord. And you know what I believe even now? Those two women, one poured out her soul in her tears on the feet of Jesus Christ. And she used her hair. You know, I think tears come out of the soul. Tears are, that's a pouring out of the soul. That's why our tears are so important to God. In the word it says, thou tellest all of my wanderings. Thou puttest my tears into thy bottle. Are they not written in your book? And I don't believe they're just that he's numbering our tears, which I'm sure he did or can or is, or I don't know. It doesn't say he numbers them, but he says they're written in there. But you know what I believe? They have a language that they're speaking something in our soul. Our soul, we may not be able to, and, and there's even if we did, it wouldn't work. It's already done in the blood of Jesus Christ. But our tears pour out. It is, it is a pouring out. A melting of our heart, it comes out in our tears. God said to Hezekiah when Hezekiah knew that he would die. Isaiah told him, put thy house in order for the Lord said unto you that you're going to die. And that night he stayed up all night long in prayer. He said, I put my face to the wall and I wept. I said, Lord, remember me, remember this and that. And the next day Isaiah came to him and he said, the Lord has heard your prayer. He's answered you. And he says, Hezekiah, I have heard your prayer and I have seen thy tears. Your tears, there are tears. There's so many different kinds of tears, tears of laughter, tears of joy, tears of sorrow. But there's the melted soul, the soul that's pouring out. The tears are the, are the, the extract from your melting heart because your soul is your heart and it's it's in you. you you can't pour out your blood and it wouldn't work if you did so you have been given tears that's why he sees your tears that's why he says they're precious he doesn't use the word precious but they, they've got to be precious if he is gathering them in bottles and writing them in books. There are books of your tears. And you know what I believe with all my heart? When you go to heaven one day, you can ask him, can I see my book of tears? And just perhaps, just perhaps, he'll say, I'll take you to see them. And he'll open up a book and your tears will have been speaking words to God that no human voice, no human way you could have said unto him. Isaiah, I mean, Jeremiah said in Lamentations, he said when he was in, he says, I, I cried unto the Lord. I cried unto the Lord out of the dungeon. Hold not thy voice at my crying, neither at my breath. And it says, therefore, the Lord heard me. But you see, it says, but when they cried unto him, then they heard, heard, then he heard them. He hears the cries. He, he sees the tears. Notice it says he doesn't just hear the crying. There's something about your tears 
that speak. There's power in that. Do you understand what I'm saying to you today? I was looking at this scripture today. It says, the slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting, but the substance of a diligent man is precious. That's Proverbs 12, 27. And, you know, I think about this microwave society of worshiping the Lord and and praising him. And, and um, you know, we even have this postmodern, um, I'm going to shoot up a prayer to the Lord. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go here and I'm going to get some worship in today. It's like, no, 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 no. There comes a time where we have to remember that there is this lost ministry. There is a forgotten ministry. It is the ministry to the Lord where we minister to him in our, the substance. It says the, the, it says, um, the substance of a diligent man is precious. That's substance. And we know faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But I take it further. I say there is a substance in you. You know, it says even in the word in Psalm 139, it says when David was seeing through the, in the spirit, like understanding about how he was born in his mother's womb, when he was being knit together in the secret places of the earth, it says, your eyes saw my substance being yet unperfect. And there is the substance of the Holy Spirit. And that that is precious to us. And there comes a time where we cannot allow the substance of this world to become the substance within us. Otherwise, we'll become the slothful man who roasts not what he took in honey. It doesn't become precious to us. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. There's precious things in heaven uh, and precious things in the earth and precious things uh, put forth by the moon and so forth. And I, I have this whole list of things that are precious to him. But this diligent, what it says, but the substance, I'm sorry, um, but the substance of a diligent man is precious. You know, and, and when I see that word, I think, you know, we can we can read our Bibles every day. We can have notebooks where we're writing things down and how that's speaking to us. And we can do that day after day after day after day. But sooner or later, those commands are meant to be obeyed. And those promises are meant to be trusted and lived by. There comes a time that we have to take what... I mean, if you read something this morning, then there comes up to a moment where you got to turn it into life. You got to turn it into life. You know, we got to think about this substance because this word is substance. And this word cannot just be ink and paper. It has to become real. We got to put life into it. We have to exercise ourselves into godliness. And we can't do it by the standards of a postmodern world that's forcing itself into the temple. You know, I think about that word. I think it's Psalm uh, 73. I'm not sure, but it talks about uh, that your the strangers have come into the temple. They have they have cut down thy thy temple and everything. It says with axes and hammers and and there. It's like they they set up their end signs for signs. There is no more any prophet. You know, there comes a time where you have to take the bull by the horns, so to speak, or the horns of the altar. And you have to, you read something, turn it into life. 
I mean, think about it. Did you did you take something you read today and did you use it as and think about it for tomorrow and the next day and the next day and ask yourself, did you use that precious substance for nourishment in your weakness? Or did you use it for encouragement? Was there are you discouraged and were you seeking in the word? You know, it says trust in the Lord with trust in the Lord. They that trust in the Lord will not be ashamed. Their faces will be enlightened. Did you take that word and did you nourish your soul? Did you nourish your soul with it or joy and weakness or peace and strife? It says the substance of a diligent man is precious. It counts for something. It does. It counts for something. And you know what? It should never, ever, and it must never be left like a talent in the napkin to do nothing for nobody. It's meant to be shared. Because really it is true, sooner or later, those commands are meant to be obeyed and those promises are meant to be trusted and lived by. But I am so, so understanding today that you see, it's more than just being a vessel, a broken vessel. Go deeper. Because you see, when you begin to pray and ask the Lord to melt your heart in the presence of, he says, for the mountains melt like wax in the presence of the Lord, in the presence of the Lord of all the earth. The heavens declare his righteousness and all the earth sees his glory. And when, and you know, when it says all the earth sees his glory, let them see that glory in you. You know, there's so many things going on in life. We, it is, it is easy to get caught up in Lord, do this for me. I need you. I need you. There's nothing wrong with that. You have to take your problems to the Lord. You have to pour out your complaint like David did before the Lord. Don't let anybody discourage you. I heard a minister one day say, you, oh, don't go in for that. You know, the David did that, but don't do it. And I, I just feel this internal fist go down on a t inside of my table where the Lord sits. And I say, no, Lord, we are meant to pour out our complaint to the Lord. And our strength can be dried up within us. But there's something about pouring your melting heart in worship. And you know... It's not just the worshiping and, and lauding Christ and, and, and blessing him. Yes, he dwells in the presence when we begin to worship him. Like I was talking about that woman who watered his, she washed. It says she didn't just drip a few tears. It says she washed his feet with her tears because she was pouring out. Her heart was melted within her, I believe. And then there was another woman who poured out the spikenard upon his head. And the whole room filled up with that beautiful smell, that odor. And so a woman washes his feet. And this woman washes his head or prepares his head. And pours it out. And I believe it was meant nothing to her. It was all she, it was all, it was the same thing as a widow with the mite. She gave all she had. 
Because when you have a revelation truly of God, it's going to happen when he melts your heart. You know, I think about how he's going to melt in the judgment to come. Uh, there's a judgment coming and he says uh, in Ezekiel, he said, I'm going to put them in my, the Israelites. I'm going to put them in my melting pot and I'm going to melt them. You know, there is a melting of the Lord that's terrifying. But you know what I believe? When Jesus' heart melted in the midst of his bowels, do you, I think it still is. And it's still pouring down on us in the form of his love. And you know, when something is melted, it loses its shape and form. Doesn't it? And maybe our hearts need to lose its shape and form of this world and take on the shape and form of Jesus and the Father's love he has for him to be in our hearts to love Christ with. Do you see what I mean? And that way we could pour out like that woman did. out of our tears because I believe we still wash his feet. Ask the Lord to melt your heart and watch him do it. And the substance, that substance of a diligent man is precious. And that substance is a melted heart that pours out worship, love, and the glory of God. It'll fill up your whole house. Just try it. God bless you.